Below ground, beyond the grill, was a power which even the rats feared. No one dared to name it in the skirtings. It was enough to still any conversation and bring a sudden sober halt to merrymaking. And yet the grill seemed to draw mice to it. In one corner, there was even a tiny hole edged with jagged rusty iron that a mouse could just squeeze through if he was foolish enough to want to do so. One such mouse was Albert Brown. He could never afterward understand what had compelled him to do such a crazy thing, but through the grill he had gone. Albert had a wife named Gwen and two children, Arthur and Audrey. So you see, he had everything to live for. He was happy and his family was content. There was just no reason, and he kicked himself for it. With a shudder, he remembered the warnings that he had given his own children. Beware the grill! He had never been brave or overtly curious. So why did the grill call to him that spring morning? And what was the urge to explore that gripped him so? Chapter 1 The Altar of Jupiter The sewers were dark, oppressive, and worst of all, smelly. Albert had gone quite away before he shook himself and suddenly became aware of where he was. Quickly, he stifled the yell that gurgled up from his stomach and raced out of his mouth. Then he sat down and took in the situation. He was on a narrow ledge in a wide, high tunnel. Below him ran the dark sewer water. Albert cursed the madness that had gripped him and sent him running into danger. Yet here I am, he thought ruefully, and wondered how far he had come. But he was unable even to recall how long ago he had left the skirtings. Alone in the darkness, Albert sat on the brick ledge trying to quell the panic that was bubbling up inside him. He pressed his paws into his stomach and breathed as deeply as he could. Got to get out! Got to get back! he said. But his voice came out all choked and squeaky and echoed eerily around the tunnel. This frightened him more than anything. The rats lived down here. Around the next corner, a band of them could be waiting for him, listening to his funny cries of alarm and laughing at his panic. They might have knives and sticks. What if they were already appointing one of them to be the mouse peeler? What if... Albert breathed deeply again and wiped his forehead. The only thing to do was to remain calm. If he succumbed to fright... Then he would stay rooted to the spot and the rats would surely find him. He stood up and set his jaw in determination. If I stay calm and use my wits, then all I have to do is retrace my footsteps and return to the grill, he told himself. It was many hours later when Albert sat down on yet another ledge and wept. 
All this time he had tried to find his way out. But up till now, he had been unable to recognize anything that could tell him he was on the right track. What hope had he of returning to his family? He sighed and wondered what time of day it was. Perhaps it was another day altogether. Then he remembered and hoped that it was not. The great spring celebration was today, and he would miss it. He would miss the games, the dancing, and the presentations. Albert groaned. His own children, Arthur and Audrey, were to be presented this year. They had come of age and would receive their mouse brasses. Today was the most special day in their lives, and he would miss it. Albert wept again. Then, in his sorrow, he put his paw up to his own mouse brass, hanging from a thread around his neck. It was a small circle of brass that fit in the palm of his paw. Inside the golden, shining hoop, three mouse tails met in the middle. It was a sign of life and an emblem of his family. Albert took new hope from tracing the pattern with his fingers. It reminded him that there were brighter places than this dark sewer, and he resolved to continue searching until he found home or death. Along the ledge he walked, his pink feet scarcely making a sound. Carefully he went, aware of the dangers, keeping close to the wall and the wet brick. Suddenly he heard a faint pitter-pat from around the corner. Something was approaching. Albert turned quickly and looked for a place to hide, but there was only the bare wall and no escape. His heart beating hard, he pressed himself against the bricks and tried to merge into the shadows. Albert held his breath and waited apprehensively. From around the corner came a shadow. It sprawled over the ledge, then flew into the darkness of the tunnel. Albert gasped in spite of himself when the shadow's owner finally emerged. It was a mouse! All his fears and worries melted, and he was left with such relief that he hugged the stranger. Gear off, said the mouse, struggling. Albert stood back, but continued to shake the other's paw. Oh, you've no idea how glad I am to see another mouse, Albert said. The stranger breathed a sigh of relief. Me too, though you gave me an horrid fright pouncing on me like that. I'm Piccadilly, hiya. He took his paw from Albert's and pushed back his bangs. Who are you? Albert, was the reply. How did you get here? Piccadilly then told him his story, while Albert looked him over. He was a young mouse, a little older than Albert's children because he already had his mouse brass. He was also grey, which was unusual in the skirtings and he had a cocky way of speaking. Albert put that down to Piccadilly's lack of parents. They had been killed by an underground train. Piccadilly had been involved in one of the food-hunting parties in the city when he had lost his comrades and, like Albert, strayed into the sewers. And here I am, he concluded. Mind you, where that is, I'm not sure. Albert sighed. 
Neither am I, unfortunately. We could be under Greenwich or Lewisham, or anywhere, really. His voice trailed off and he looked thoughtful. Anything wrong, Albie? Yes, and don't call me Albie. Albert scratched an ear and looked seriously at the young mouse. Apart from the fact that I shall miss my children's mouse brass presentations, as yet I've seen neither hide nor tooth of any rats down here, so it's only a matter of time before we run smack bang into them. Piccadilly laughed. Rats! Slime stuffers! Are you afraid of them? He paused to hold his sides. Why, I'll handle them for you, Grandpa. A few bits of well-chosen chat from me will get them running. Albert shook his head. Around here the rats are different. They're not the feckless bacon-rind chewers that you have in the city, Piccadilly. These are far worse. They will eat each other, let alone us. They have cruel yellow eyes, and they are driven by a burning hatred of all other creatures. I'll drive them, Piccadilly scoffed. Ain't nothing different, Albie. Rats is rats wherever. Albert closed his eyes and lowered his voice. Jupiter, he whispered. They have him. The young mouse opened his mouth, but nothing came out. In the city, we've heard rumours of Jupiter, he stammered at last. The great god of the rats. Lord of the rotting darkness. Is he here? Somewhere.